0: The name of one God, Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier, and Friend. Our scriptures this morning give us a lot to think about, as always. And some of the phrases that come out to me are from the reading from Joshua: "Choose you this day." Choose. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And then in our gospel, Jesus' questions to, questions to the twelve echoes the text of Joshua. Do you also wish to go man?" Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God." Wonderful words, and we hear them, and in a way they sort of wash over us on a nice Sunday morning, but we really have to look at the reality that many did not choose to accept the covenant with Yahweh, and the Gospel tells us that many of Jesus' disciples turned back at this point. It was just too much to grasp that the teachings of Jesus were about spirit and life. It is actually hard to get our heads around that. What does it mean, spirit and life? This isn't easy for us, and it wasn't easy for the listeners of Jesus. And as I wrestled with, what does that mean? Uh, often when I'm working on a sermon, I have um, a hint that shows up in my head. And sometimes it won't go away, sometimes it goes away. So this morning, and poor God I said this earlier service and probably could have arranged for us to say this, but uh, since I don't do my sermon a month ahead of time, uh, well, maybe how even forty-eight hours, but you know. Uh, so here's here's the song, but you know what, so I'm not worried about this. Amazing grace. We know this, yes? Okay. How sweet the sound that saved our wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. It was blind, but now I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace, my fears relieved. Precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Perhaps there should be a a verse in there about the waxing and the waning of our faith. Because most of us have believed for a long time. So on this curve that we, we live through. But grace amazingly sustains us. Is what this hymn reminds us of, it, God's grace sustains us and sometimes rescues us. This morning we celebrate, in a way, first belief. In our 8 o'clock service we have Holy Baptism, and so I ask you to think back about first belief, the faith that has you, as individuals and parents, coming to this church to present persons for baptism, to support them in their life in Christ. And we pray for one another. And we pray that our journeys of faith will be strong and that grace will strengthen us all the days of our life. We will renew our baptismal covenant this morning, reminding ourselves of our first faith and how that faith continues in our hearts and grows sometimes disappears for a little while, moves again. So Thursday, when I was leaving our building, a very nice man, whom I'm sure I've met when I did my first tour of duty here, uh, was approaching the building, and we had a moment of conversation. And during this conversation, the gentleman reminded me about his personal story. It turns out that many years ago, This man approached a colleague of mine who was serving in another parish. As he tells it, he knew he needed help to change his life. He says he goes into the pastor's office, says to the pastor, I'm an addict and a drunk, and I want to change my life. My colleague being a good person, smart, was able to help this man get into treatment. And as the man tells the story, he didn't always have a perfect life, but the faithfulness of the pastor and the community, he said, you know, he even picked me up from jail a few times. The point is he did have relapses, but he knew there was a place for him to go and that God's grace sustained him and that it was there for him, in his ups and in his downs. When I have these experiences with people, I feel so privileged to hear these stories, and I find myself believing again in the power of God's love. Once upon a time, the man that I met on Thursday out there was baptized in water and spirit. He had parents, a family, who brought him into a community of faith. And somehow that stuck through all the ups and downs of his life. And it's a story I hear again and again. Someone, parents, friends, shared faith with him. And I believe that God's grace and the faithful lives of so many are what helped this man to find strength to get help. Now his story is not a happily ever after. You know he's not Prince Charming, and he never will be. But he's God's child. God sustains him in the wilderness and carries him through with His grace and His love. So we need to understand the biblical story as our story. The people of God wandered in a real wilderness. The land of milk and honey was on the other side, as the song goes. They haven't gotten there yet. And Joshua was saying, choose you this day. The promised land was entered by the Hebrews. At some point in their history. But that wasn't the answer to all their troubles either. They conquered, they were unfaithful, the people of God and their ups and their downs. The disciples who continued to participate in Jesus' ministry also experienced fear from constant challenges and threats that Jesus encountered in his ministry. And then we know from the biblical story that most of them fled at the time of his arrest and execution. But in both cases, God always receives and welcomes and sustains the band of struggling followers who make their way back. This, I think, is critical for us. We come here, or worship online, affirming our faith. For us to negotiate through the challenges and threats and to face our fears, we acknowledge the need for God's grace in our lives. And our collective story as God's people reassures us that God is faithful to God's people. Now, This sermon isn't just about you and me. Because witness is a part of our faith. We're here. At the baptismal service as it is in our prayer book, I ask the community, will all who witness these vows do all in your power to support this child in her life in Christ? And the response is... Are you convinced? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so this witness, what is this witness anyway? What does it mean? Think about your presence in the world as a Christian. What you bring to the world, do you reflect on how God's grace affects your actions in your life? Living our life in a small ways Faithfulness in the little things. Mother Teresa always reminded us of the value of doing small things well. And what about this place? It's a witness here in this community. This man had a place to come, people he knew would welcome him, who would help him. That's why we're here. We're a Christian community. We witness to Christ in this place. We are his hands and his feet and his voice with a visible expression of God's love and our presence here. You might not think it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We are God's people in this place. And if we weren't here, there would be a great vacuum. And so this morning, as we renew our baptismal covenant, we remind ourselves of the importance of the witness that we offer, that not only is God's love for each of us so important that we are all God's children, but that as a collective people of God, we bring something important to a world desperately needs to hear and feel and see God's presence with God's people. Amen.